Shine Runners. Welcome to the Shine Runner Show, quenching your marketing, distribution, sales, and experiential event thirst for more horsepower on the craft beer, cider, and spirits industry. My name is Mark Colburn, and I'll be your crew chief. Today's episode preparing for your annual business plan meeting. Our program's goal to provide you with an overview of marketing, distribution, sales, and experiential event learnings and experiences from a guy, me, who's been in the craft beer biz, spirits, and cider uh, business for 25 years. The objective of this program will be to help you better understand marketing's role, priority, and importance in the marketplace and how it can benefit your business model. Please send Shine Runner episode questions or comments, hopefully positive, to shinerunner at thebrewingnetwork.com. A little recap from episode 18. That's when we uh, took a look at the case GT500 Brewing Dinoing the Marketing Mix. As you may recall, some of the stuff we talked about were uh, price and post-offs and the pros and cons, the frequency, sharing those costs at 50-50 with your wholesaler partner, and we talked about building synergy between post-offs and incentives. Remember, it's all about the timing. And we talked about mini pit stop incentives and sort of the benefits of keeping your brand top of mind. You know, just short of sort of one to two week incentives, just kind of quick, quick hitters. And we talked about product and qualitative, quantitative, and secondary marketing research and how to use these tools um, and to, to fine-tune the product mix and monthly volume threshold expectations. This research also contributes to highlighting items to be dropped or refined. And we talked about promotion and how to educate your wait staff, who in turn educate your consumers while uh, when they visit your taproom. Then we talked about updating the taproom appearance so that it reflects the brand positioning. And we talked about enacting a secret shopper program at the taprooms. Then the GT500 sales staff, well, they went on a road trip to pursue the gearhead ambassador and went to their clubs, talked to groups and influencers. Then we talked about experiential events and uh, how to build a calendar, complete that calendar, and then begin planning for it. And while at those events, we discussed it. Renting an extra large booth reserved for, in the GT500 case, uh, an actual Shelby Mustang that would be used for brand standing. And that helps really build awareness for the brand and brings people to the booth. And I think we kind of finished up uh, with the product vignette videos that you tape, say, for 90 seconds. And those are used by the the sales rep for um, presentations in the on and off premise accounts. So let's get to today's topic preparing for your annual business plan meeting. And I've got to start off by apologizing because I know that I've said what we were going to do the the ABP a couple of times in the past and I, I didn't get to it. And this is this is a little bit of a tougher podcast, I say, because obviously it's it's verbal. But um, we what we try to do here at the Brewing Network is is post these podcasts during the time in the calendar year that's going to be most appropriate for you. So I'm hoping that this annual business plan podcast comes in time for you to prepare for that super important meeting. So let's dig into it. So the, the annual business plan or, or ABP just may be the most important document and presentation that you can make in order to influence and motivate wholesaler management. Taking this meeting opportunity lightly, well, that could mean the difference between success or failure. 
I recommend planning for this opportunity at least a month out. Go ahead and and reserve your meeting in November so that you can include your Halloween incentive results and be sure to request an early morning meeting. Try, in fact, to, to be first up and bring plenty of good coffee and bagels, but no donuts. You don't want all that sugar. If you're up after lunch, some of your audience will probably fall asleep. Wholesalers start their day very early, and ABP meetings often are held in crowded rooms that overheat quickly, making for a negative, low oxygen, low energy, and quite frankly, sweaty environment. I strongly recommend two to three rehearsal presentations with your team and decide who speaks on what topics. Triple proof your presentation for grammar, spelling, math, uniqueness, and funkification. Begin the meeting with some small talk, something upbeat. Go see some accounts prior to the meeting. This is very important. Look for a juicy quote or two from buyers that you can use as an attaboy with the wholesaler's senior team. This will go far as few supplier executives spend much, if any time, in a wholesaler's market. This also starts the meeting off in a positive direction. I caution against kicking off with your IRI, Nielsen, or VIP data. This is an immediate turnoff and will start the thumbs of plan. Have a formal agenda that outlines the meeting topics. This adds professionalism and an element of control for you. I would include such items as your New Year's volume goal, the percentage increase that represents over the prior year, listing of key new items, sales plan requests by month, on-premise distribution expectations, your dollar spend per case, the expected co-op, which should be 50-50, merchandising ordering dates, personnel announcements, and you know, other stuff that we're going to get into next. Always respect the audience's time. In fact, I, I would ask how much time your team will receive. Typically, you'll get at least an hour. Larger suppliers might take two or more. So open with a candid review of prior year learnings. Start with the positives and list in bullet point fashion. Talk about each of these. Spend some time here. Set a participatory tone, invite interaction and feedback. You don't want this meeting stuck in neutral. For example, if draft handle placements grew by 15%, then sincerely thank the on-premise VP. Be sure to make eye contact and have full control of the floor when you do. This practice will keep managers off their laptops and phones, anticipating that you may direct your focus upon them next. On prior year learnings, address negatives in a team orientation. If you have to single out a division or district, then do so professionally. Your goal is to win over this audience who can address these negatives with the next layer of managers. Keep in mind that there is substantial turnover within the distributor ranks, which can also mean opportunity in the new year. Never speak condescendingly 
in an ABP meeting about anything. If you do, this and only this is what will be remembered after you depart. I remember a presentation where the owner of this brewery cut up a couple of our sales guys and went on and on and on. And that is the only thing that people talked about for the next six months whenever his name came up. So don't be that, that company. Once you've exhausted the negatives, hopefully there's not a lot, uh, gain commitment and ideas on how to reverse these in the coming year. Now take notes. This is a long forgotten practice which leaves much business on the table. You will not remember everything that was agreed to. I recommend that you assign one of your team to be the scribe so that all important comments and decisions are recorded. These will be used later in your thank you email back to the senior wholesaler management team and serve as checkoff items for the wholesaler to work from. Now, in prior podcasts, I've urged you to kick off the fourth quarter with as creative a Halloween incentive as you can dream up and afford. Let's say that you've heeded my advice and your ABP meeting is in November after your big Halloween incentive. The next bullet point in this meeting can be devoted to this incentive's results. This should be fun and get some chuckles. Perhaps there are some fun stories to tell about the incentive. Then hit the results hard. The specific increase in product placements, the case lift, merchandising success, include photos, on-premise feature execution, and anything else. This builds meeting momentum and gets you into third gear. If you plan a sequel, Halloween 2, then announce it. This will sit well with your audience who all want to make their bonuses. Now, if you have IRI, Nielsen, or VIP data to show, bring this up sooner rather than later. What I did over the years for many suppliers was the creation of a customized scorecard. This term is used widely to represent batches of numbers compared to the prior year. Quite frankly, I've, I've found most of these lacking in any real horsepower. So I created my own. As you prepare for this critical meeting, you need to understand that if you come in and just wing it, given today's competition, you may not survive the year. That's how important a great ABP presentation is. So let's say that your ABP is scheduled for the second week in November. If you don't have access to VIP data, then ask your distributor, brand, or sales manager for a VIP report that includes combined case volume for the prior 10 months. That would be January 1st through October 31st 2019, and the same for 2018. The report should be separated by the main on- and off-premise channels. This includes supermarkets, neighborhood and liquor stores, hotel motel, uh, restaurants, bars, taverns, sports bars, uh, warehouse clubs, convenience and gas, drug, and any other channels. Next, Ask for the same report that combines all the internal craft brands at the wholesaler. In fairness, 
request that these remain anonymous, but don't include your numbers in this report. Now, build that scorecard, so please listen closely. First, divide and group the off and on-premise channels, placing them vertically down the far left of the Excel spreadsheet. The next two columns, number one and two, will read January through October 2019 and January through October 2018. Column three will include the volume percentage up or down between 2019 and 2018. A column four will be the case percentage by channel, the numerator, divided by the total case volume, the denominator, from January 1 through October 31, 2019. So, if the drug channel sold 800 cases to your brand's 10,000 in the 10 months of 2019, the drug channel's contribution would be 8% of total sales. Make sense? I hope so. So, repeat the next four columns, five through eight, but use the internal craft supplier data minus yours. Once you've filled in the numbers, build the simple formulas to calculate the percentage up or down in case volume in columns three and seven. Now, in columns number four and eight, place a formula that divides the channel's volume over the total 2019 volume for the period January 1 through October 31. Now the fun begins. You'll see that this scorecard tool represents strategic benchmarks to which you can deploy resources against. As you scan the percentage volume column for your brand, that's column four, compare this to the internal craft clusters percentage in column eight. Try to focus on the double-digit percentages. These are the bigger volume channels. If your brand lags behind the cluster, then compare columns three and column seven. This will sound weird over a podcast, so write it out, and it'll make sense. You can email me at the Brewing Network, and I can send you an example. Now we scan down column three and compare to column seven. If your brand is negative or behind the cluster, then you need to find out why the competitive crafts are outselling yours. To do this, ask your brand or sales manager at the distributor for a VIP drill down report by account for the channel you're analyzing. With this second report, you'll immediately find the accounts that have dropped off in volume or are non-buy accounts that your competitors are thriving in. Once you know these specifically, you can highlight them in your ABP meeting. In your ABP, announce a combined plan to reverse these declines. This data analysis process will thoroughly impress your wholesaler and lead to their commitment to reverse the trend in that channel or channels. I always add color to these scorecards. Yours, your four columns uh, say a light shade and the cluster is in a contrasting darker shade, so they're just easier to read. I also highlight any negative trends in red. For example, 
Let's say your brand was down 9% in the neighborhood and liquor store channel, which accounted for 22% of your 2019 volume, a significant channel over these 10 months. You know, that's definitely not a good sign to be down 9% in a craft in the neighborhood and liquor store channel. What if the cluster was up 8% and garnered 25% of their combined case volume in 2019 from neighborhood and liquor stores? That is a huge share swing of 17%. This tells me that a serious plan needs to be put into play in the new year to rebound from your 9% down in this obviously craft-friendly channel. Now, oftentimes, it's not a big deal to turn these opportunities around. Sometimes it's due to a route change or a salesman that really doesn't spend much time, uh, if any, on your brand. These things can be fixed quickly, but you need to do this analysis to uncover them. Now, back to that ABP. Be sure to hand out hard color copies of your scorecard so that everyone can see what you're talking about on the screen. They'll also be able to review this later at their desk. Whoever you assign to present the scorecard must rehearse, proof, and understand the numbers. I've been in ABP meetings where the presenter did not understand IRI column headings or their numbers. How embarrassing! Another huge mistake is presenting an acre of data for the audience in the back of the room. If they can't see it, they can't react to it. If using IRI or Nielsen, use the most relevant data and recent and blow it up for all to see. You can include the full data set in a hard copy, but don't show 5 million numbers per slide. You will immediately lose your audience. A good test is to rehearse with a colleague in the back of a meeting room. Can he or she see the critical points you're addressing? And you know, come to think of it, does, does Steph Curry just show up to play in an NBA game? No. He spends hours practicing to make himself the best at his position. You should too. A great standout presentation by you and your team can mean the difference between your brand getting attention versus the many others in the wholesaler's portfolio. Heck, your goal should be that your team is the wholesaler's favorite as they anticipate and look forward to your unique, professional, fun, and creative presentations. These will stay top of mind with your distributors. When building this ABP, try to empathize with this audience. They probably get up around 4 or 4.30, get to work by 5.30 or 6. Heck, I, I remember my first 21 and a half hour day. That was not a fun Sunday. And Monday, I had ABP meetings all day long. These people work hard and have very long weeks. Entertain and wow them with your ABP. Take them from that daily grind. This is another chink in your internal competitor's armor. Thank and congratulate the appropriate manager for his or her team's efforts. Your goal should be to launch a minimum of three attaboys in this meeting. 
these people seldom get peer recognition. Once you've gone through your numbers, start on your New Year asks. Do not go crazy here. I've seen many suppliers request dozens of new SKUs. In one meeting, it got so bad that the senior management laughed at the supplier. I asked if they would cover the cost of building a second story. It's easy to go overboard with new SKU requests. Don't do it. Test your new products thoroughly in your tap rooms. We've talked about how to do this. Bring only your best to the wholesaler and have a plan for each. The plan should include an incentive, a post-off, which will induce account trial, an ambassador promotion plan for on-premise, a merchandising drive, point of sale, waitstaff education, route ride calendar, 90-second video selling vignettes, a crew drive plan, and proposed experiential event participation. Bring some cold samples for those willing to try, but more importantly, for them to take home and savor in their spare time. Show all the new packaging and branding. If presenting a brand refresh, explain why and show what packages will be changed and when. Let the wholesaler know how they can order carriers, 6-pack, 12-pack, and what to do with heavy inventory of existing paper goods. Show new point-of-sale pieces and end with your Q1 incentive, which should include the rank-and-file wholesaler sales associates, but could include the senior staff. Give a big thank you to your audience, shaking each member's hand and looking them squarely in the eye. Then, invite them to a local on-premise account that evening for a pint of your finest. Leave several color copies of your presentation with the two most senior members at the table. Episode 19, Key Points to Ponder. This was a tough podcast to verbalize, so I suggest going back through and taking notes. Remember, make an agenda. Stick to it. Get there early so that you can set up. Bring coffee. Try to differentiate from all the other suppliers your wholesaler will be seeing in the next two months. The main point is that the ABP meeting is your Daytona 500. Make sure the tank is full, you've got air in all four tires, and bring the baddest hot rod you've got. Oh, and don't forget to, to congratulate your team. Good luck. Thank you for listening. Please check out my website at shinerunnercraftmarketing.com. Feel free to contact me if you're in need of marketing consultation or check out my book, Craft Beer Marketing and Distribution, Brace for Skumageddon. Join us next time on the Brewing Network's Shine Runner Show for episode 20, Fighting Rotation Nation.